Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Let's get into it. Today, I want to get into the scripture. Can you put the scripture on the screen? Let's get into the word of God today. And the princes, governors, captains, king's counselors being gathered together. They were assembled together. They were commissioned and called to an assembly together. They saw these men, Hebrew boys, upon whose body the fire had, somebody say, no power. (laughs) Nor was a hair of their head singed. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed about them. This is the story of the three Hebrew boys. They're in a fiery furnace now. And the Bible says the princes, the governors, and captains, the kings, counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power. Now understand the strong men who threw them in there because they turned the fire up seven times hotter. The men that threw them in died. But for these men, the fire had no power. Tell somebody what affects them won't affect me. (laughs) Stop paralleling your life with other people. They ain't gonna make it, you are. Other people's failure has nothing to do with your success. They saw that fire had no power, nor were the heads of the head singed. Neither the smell of fire passed about them. I was telling my wife, I don't know if this word is for them today or if it's for somebody else. I I would just like to apologize to you today. Because the word is not directly for you today. Today the word is for your enemies. (laughs) I got a word for your enemies today. And the word is, get ready for the great upset. You about to upset some people because they expected you to fail. It's quiet over here. <laughs> Y'all not ready today. They're, they gathered together to watch your demise and you're about to upset all your haters, all your enemies. You're about to disappoint so many people this year. I know you want to make people proud of you. I know you want to make people excited. But I'm here to tell you this morning, you're going to make more people upset than you are going to make them excited. Because as they see you go up, they're going to scratch their head and wonder how you made it. How'd you make it out of that? I couldn't even do that. I, woo! Tell your neighbor, get ready! Yeah.
God is upsetting hell's agenda. God is upsetting the devil's intent. God is upsetting your... Oh, never mind. I'm going to the end of the sermon. Woo, the big ups. It's going to be a big upset too. Your come up is going to be a huge disappointment to people who are expecting you to fail. But tell your name, I'm going to make it anyway. Woo, y'all not ready for this this morning. <laughs> tell your neighbor I hope I don't upset you yeah that means I hope you're a real friend I hope you're a supporter because when I come up I don't need you getting an attitude I don't need you jealous and uh-uh, I, need, I hope I don't upset you with my favor I hope I don't upset you with my blessings I hope I don't upset you with my come up. I hope I don't upset you with my turnaround. I hope I don't upset you with my comeback. I hope I don't upset you. Oh, because I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm just encouraging you this morning. Bishop already did it. I'm just going to add to it. And we out. It's not really a lesson today. It's an encouragement. All July we had lessons on honor and I loved it. Did you love it as well? So I just want to encourage you this first Sunday in August before I go into the other lessons. Get ready for the great upset. These are the Hebrew boys here. Uh, I want to talk about how they got in this predicament in the first place. Right? So the king spake to the master of his eunuchs that he should bring a certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes. So this is how they got into <laughs> this trouble anyway. This is how the Hebrew boys and Daniel, well, it wasn't really Daniel in this one, but this is how the Hebrew boys got into trouble. They were selected. They were sought out. They were handpicked by the enemy, I mean by the king. And the enemy, I mean the king, didn't just want anybody. So if you're under attack, or if you suffered anything, we've talked about pain and all that stuff, if you feel like you're just, un you're not random, you've been selected. I'm just going through for no reason, uh-uh, no, that's not, that's not true. First of all, you're the king's seed. You're a target just because you belong to Jesus. It's quiet over here, let me go over here. Y'all watch Godfather, you ever watch Godfather or Scarface or Mafia movies? No. Okay, yeah? You could be a target just because you're a Coleon. You a seven-year-old target just because of the name you wear. I'm sorry, I'm trying to calm down. You ain't got to do nothing to be a threat. All you got to do is be something. Action neighbor, do you know who you be? Woo, that's the problem. The enemy recognizes your blood before you do. I don't want anybody. The enemy don't just attack anybody. People that ain't got no power, no purpose, no, he leave them alone. You already cursed. The devil don't mess with people who ain't got nothing. How can I steal if you don't have nothing? I come to kill. You gotta have something. Tell your neighbor you must have something. 
you might not know exactly what it is, but if you're under, you got something of value. I'm a king's kid. I'm a prince. Children with no blemish. Mm. But well favored. That's why you're under attack. You are well favored. Live this is the word right here. I'm gonna just walk down every scripture and tell you who you are. Say, I'm well favored. Say, I'm without blemish. For I am in Christ. I am the king's seed. And while that's great and we can run around the church, that's why you're under attack. Well favored, skillful in all wisdom. Whoa. We make wise decisions. We listen to wisdom and understanding science, such as has the ability to, th- to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. We got to get smart ones, good looking ones, favorite ones, ones that are skilled, ones that are cunning in knowledge, ones that are wise, so we can teach them our ways. You see the end? That's the purpose. Whom they might teach the learning of the tongue of the Chaldeans. So we're going to teach them our ways. They're already wise. They already pick up fast. People already love them. They got favor. Let's get them on our side so they can work for us. That's what the enemy wants. He attacks Samson not to kill him. When they captured Samson, they did not kill him. They made him work for them. The enemy wants you to work for him. He doesn't want you to lose your gift. He wants you to use it for him. He doesn't want you to lose your swagger. He wants you to use it for him. The enemy always pervert what God gives. So these are the people who he chose to target. And it says, and he appointed, let's go to the next one. So he got these kids. Oh, see, now y'all not on point. Oh, yes, y'all are. Okay. I'm not. And the king appointed daily provision. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so that nourishing them for three years, that at the end they might stand before the king. The next verse says, verse 8, but no, no, go back, go back. Within that, I skipped. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested, can I not eat that? I don't want to eat that. So everybody's coming into the king's palace. All these young boys is like, oh, my God. All these children of God, all these favorite people are in the palace. They're sitting at the table. You sit, sit at the king's table. The king's table? Whoa. Whoa. So they're sitting at the king's table. What are we going to eat? You're going to eat the king's meat. Whoa! They're getting the king's meat. What are we going to drink? The king's wine. Whoa! This is so cool. I have access to the king's stuff. I got access to the king's stuff. The problem is, this ain't my king. We are eating the wrong meat. Daniel said, I don't don't care how much of a privilege everybody else thinks this is. He said, I will not defile. Whoa. Defile myself with the meat from the king's table. You don't have to eat everything you're served. 
It's... How many of y'all don't like okra? Thank y'all for joining me. Thank you. My wife loves it. I don't know why she loves it. She accidentally put it on my plate. I'm like, why is this on my plate? If they serve you okra, will you eat it? I'm not talking about okra lovers. Y'all be quiet for a second. Like, yes, I'm not talking to you. I don't have to eat everything I'm served. How many of y'all get food from Cheesecake Factory or wherever you go to eat and you pluck certain stuff out of you? You don't have to eat everything you're served. Why are we eating? Eating, taking in. Every song, I mean every piece of meat that the world, I mean the king serves. Every new trend, I mean every meal. We all kiki, I mean king's table food. Everybody's, everybody's eating whatever is served. That's what I meant to say. Why must we eat everything that's put in front of us, even if it destroys our, even if it's not good for us or beneficial, we take it in. We take on the ways of the king of this world. And thus defiling ourselves. You do not have to eat every post you see. I'm about to. I ain't talking about literal food. We can go there in a minute. I'm talking about brain food. Spirit food, soul food. Don't eat everything you're presented. Somebody come to you with an attitude and you feel your pressure rising, I gotta push that plate away. Cause I don't need to be stressed in this season. I need y'all quiet, protect you. Tell somebody my spirit is on a diet. I don't take everything in my ear. I don't take it in my eye. I don't expose myself. My flesh is on a diet. My spirit is on a diet. I don't just eat everything that's presented. I don't care if it's a new video out. I don't care if it's a new. Uh, uh. You heard such a new song? You heard such a new. Uh, you no. Did you do the challenge yet? Did you and your wife do the challenge, Ty? No. We're working on our stay together forever challenge. That's what we're doing. So y'all do that. And we're going to be working on that challenge till we die. Till death do us part. That's the challenge I'm working on. Why do you have to eat everything that's served? Parents, you ever see your kids come home one day and they're just acting different? They're acting more like their friends? Because their friends serve them a certain personality. They serve it every day. They're just like, oh, let me see how you go. Oh. So now you go home like, hey, ma, all jiggly. Why are you jiggly? You left steadfast and unmovable. And you came back jiggly. What you been eating? Whose personality have you been taking in? Whose character are you just taking in and adding to you? And it doesn't even fit this house. That by who, who, whose personality or character or traits or ways are you taking in as you? And it doesn't even fit your kingdom assignment. Don't eat everything you're served. Attitude, spirit, visual things. Don't, don't take it in. Don't take it in. Even natural foods. 
My wife and I was talking last night about some, some things. Can you come up here, babe, with me, if you don't mind? Get that mic, because I, I want you to share this. Y'all know it's really her church. I'm just a mascot. Stop it. Not true. I can't do what you do, love. I can't do what you do. I love you so much. I love you. Mm-hmm. That's why I wrote it all down. And I got to read it, so. <laughs> what you got? I don't think most oh, people well, know yeah. these facts that you're going to share Yeah, with yeah. Us. This is a, it can be fun. Um, but uh, how many of us love sweets? Yeah. Love it. Okay, good, good, good. Um, Give me my Skittles. Did you know that <laughs> all humans were born and made with the desire sweets, um, but for the purpose of vitamin C? And the point of vitamin C is to build your immune system. That's the whole purpose of vitamin C, orange juice, you know, a lot of fruit juices. Um, some vegetables do have vitamin C. Mm-hmm. But um, the purpose of that sweet, that sweet tongue, that sweet tooth, is to help us go towards the healthy sweet. Okay, so we're all born with Don't that. Don't rush that. I know you, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yes. I got to get her used to public speaking. You got to let them take that I'm in. I'm so used to talking to you. But yeah. you, you have a sweet tooth. Yeah. So you can crave vitamin C. That's right. All right. To you, keep you. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go, you, yeah, you, to, to keep your immune system up and to keep you from <laughs> sicknesses and diseases, um, kind of like diabetes or some cancers, um, things like that. Um, so that's what the vitamin C is for. It keeps the inflammation down. Most diseases, if not all, are from inflammation. So cancer is a type of inflammation in your body. Uh, diabetes is a type of inflammation. Even almost depression, stuff like that. That's a muscle in your brain which can, can, can um, swell. And so most things in our body is from inflammation. And so that's what vitamin C is there to do, is to keep that thing down. Um, also, um, That was good. Yeah, yeah, fun fact. Um, also, uh, sugar is not, well, sweets are not bad, but sugar, a big consumption of sugar is bad for you. Like maybe a piece of cake with icing or anything, soda or anything like that, that's, the reason why that's bad for you is because there are high levels of sugar in it, which shoots through your system. Now, the system that we have in our bodies is basically, it's called the pleasure system. So the reason why we have this, this, this pleasure system thing is to, yeah, to move us towards pleasure. So when we eat, we naturally have this, this, this um, chemical that rises in your brain is called dopamine. And so God gives us that to keep us eating because if we didn't have that, that pleasure signal when we eat, we won't eat again. And so the purpose of it is to continue to eat, to feed your body. But when we eat things that are too sweet, um, that's when it shoots really, really far up in your brain and the dopamine becomes addictive. And so then we, we, we develop addictive behaviors and studies show that sugar is just as addictive as cocaine, um, heroin, um, opioids, pills, anything that has a white substance or anything like that, that's addictive, that's sugar. And so the studies show it's harder to get someone off of sugar almost than it is to get them off of cocaine. Because way more of us are addicted to sugar than we know. So imagine me telling you today, no more sweets. Can you imagine? You, you, you kind of get depressed. It, it even affects your, your mood swings and all of that because you have so much sugar that that's your happiness. And that's your pleasure. So, you know, you always go towards that, but it's not good for you because it develops diseases and fatigues and things like that. So, what gotta if be you careful. Knew sugar? Yeah, let's give it up for that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
What if you knew sugar could increase cancer? She was telling me this yesterday, and we was in Publix. Man, I had all these oatmeal pies. Ask her, I'm not lying. I was like, uh -huh. I put it back. Because it's good to have, and all that getting get understanding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are destroyed for lack mm -hmm. of knowledge. Mm -hmm. So we're going to the doctors, then we're going to get on chemo, then we're gonna, and, and sometimes we can prevent it. Yeah by developing different disciplines. Right. And it's not too late for anybody in here to develop that discipline. Yeah. Yep. Amen. It takes 21 days, they say, to, to develop a good habit. So, but they say, don't, don't go cold turkey. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they say. Going cold turkey can, can hurt you too. I mean, it'll stop like you. Shock you. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah, it'll shock you. So anybody who's taking his word and they want to do it, slowly take it out your system. That's what they tell you. And it's that serious. So slowly, you know, get rid of it. Research. Find yeah. out how to do it. Yeah. Drink more water. Lots. All this stuff is simple. You're like, yeah, I know, I know. So yeah. you're just going to let yourself be out of shape, sick, headache, attitude, all that. Come on, praise God in here. You just don't yeah, have the energy. Mm -hmm. You don't have the will. You don't have the spirit to mm -hmm. do it because of your eating habits. Mm -hmm. It could help. I mean, that could assist to your low yeah. It no, I'm just, I'm just real chill. I'm laid back. You ain't that laid back. No. You need to yeah. get healthy. Lay back and lay off. I want to say this, too. Um, this is my last thing. Um, you ain't got to last nothing. Yeah. This is your church. Sugar. We're on the sugar subject. Um, we like soda. I mean, I, I love it. But you ever um, drink a soda, right? <clears throat> uh, studies show, again, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it takes 20, um, 33 times of water to neutralize that sugar in your body. So one whatever can? amount, one can, whatever amount of soda you drink, you need 33 times that amount of water to neutralize it. So you can't imagine how much our bodies are, you know, you know not as healthy as you think, but God's grace is so good. And he, he keeps us, but in all that getting. Get understanding. Yeah. Parents, guardians, your kids can't buy their own food. So lay off the Skittles and get them some baby carrots. Yeah. I know it's quiet, it's cool. Yeah. But our job is to present the, the kingdom option. Whether you choose it or not is your life. Yeah. Your future determines on which fork in the road, which way do you go left or right. That's right. I want to be healthy, I yeah. want to be happy, I want to be energized. Yeah. What's the use in coming into the promised land war out? Yeah. Yeah. I want to come to my next level fully charged, yeah. fully able in the name yeah. of Jesus. There's, that's all you want to share today? All right, all right, I'll let you, I'll let you have that. Y'all give it up for Pastor Ted. So he said, Daniel said, listen, we don't want to eat, we don't want to eat the, the king's, we don't want to eat from the king's table. And he said, let us, let us do it at the end of 10 days, at the end of 10 days, because the eunuch got scared when he asked the eunuch, he said, hey, let me not eat the food. He said, I'm going to get fired. He said, well, at least 10 days, let us not eat the king's table. Let us eat vegetables and water. At the end of 10 days, Daniel and his three friends look what? Where y'all at? It's quiet. See, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't understand the church. I don't understand the church culture, people. Because if you come here for better, and when it's presented, this is how you know habits versus health. I feel it. We was running around the church when we said we coming back, but this is how we come back. We don't want the how, we just want to come back, which is why none of us come back. I'm not having a non-comeback church. When we come here, we can run and we can do all that, but we do nothing of what it takes to level up. 
Even if you're on an elevator, you got to push the button. You got to do something. Just don't stay on the elevator like, I'm not going up. This elevator is fake, man. No, it ain't. You got to do something. You are responsible for your come up. Nobody else. Don't be mad and jealous of me. I'm going up. Keep watching. She's going up. You going up. Who else going up? Tell your neighbor, I'm going up. I don't need no. And make sure all your friends are going up with you because you ain't got time for jealousy. Daniel and his friends. Make sure you got a squad that's on the same page as you. Take inventory today of who's in your life, who's lined up with your vision, who's lined up with your future, who's lined up with your purpose. Look at your friend and say, are you with me or no? Somebody go look at your friend and say, I know you got me. I know you got me. We on the same. If you know somebody that's on the same page as you, give them a high five and say, I got you. You already know. I said, you can find them if you want. You can walk around a little bit. Find somebody and say, listen, we going up together. Daniel and his three friends look healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating food assigned by the king. <laughs> Feeling better nourished, looking better because they did things God's way. In the next verse, here we go. And the king communed with them, and among them was all found Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding, the king acquired of them. He found them what? Ten times better. Say it again. Ten. One more time. Than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. These three teenagers were ten times better than skilled magicians and astrologers that studied all their life because they refused to eat the king's meat. Separate yourself from the culture. You enter into the supernatural. You're ten times better. Separate yourself from the king's provision. Receive God's provision, you're 10 times better. Okay, let me get out of here because they don't like how, 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 how this is going here. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Who wants to be 10 times better in here? I need to know who I'm talking to. I say, who wants to be 10 times better in here? I don't want to be the same as I was before. I don't want to do the same things I did before. I don't, I don't have time for that. I'm ready for the next level. Hallelujah. I'm looking for my notes, but I'm about to just go because I can't find it. Amen. So they're in the fiery furnace. And they are being looked at by all the governors. I love this. All the princes. Everybody's gathered together. And I always say this. People will gather for your demise. <laughs> before they gather for your success. I always say it. It's more people at funerals than graduations. Because <laughs> they'll gather together for something sad and something all, all they all gathered together because they was about to see a big spectacle. They're about to see these three teenagers burn, literally get burned in the fire. It was entertainment. They had gladiators fighting, fighting tigers, and like it was entertainment to see death. It, they enjoyed observing people die. And they thought they would have that same experience at the fiery furnace. So people were gathering together. See, you know, if you, if you get a, ooh, if I give a good word, it ain't going to go viral. 
But let me slap somebody at Publix. Tie, 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 tie. And all you see, because I, I, I will hit him very hard if it was me. It will go viral. Everybody will be supporting me. I will be on every, no matter what word I give or what song comes out, it will not go as big as something tragic happening in my life. Because people gather for tragedy, but not victory. I don't need you in my life for tragedy. I, oh, God. I need you in my life for victory. So the Bible says they looked at him and the fire had no power. And he said, hey, my boys, did the Lord bring you out? They said, of a surety, the Lord brought us out. But I want to let you know why they couldn't die in there. Can I give you three reasons? All right, thank y'all. Y'all listening to this morning. I love it so much. Three reasons. All I'm going to do is explain their names. They can't die because of who they are. Now, we know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but as you saw in the scripture before, that's not their original names. That's the name the evil king gave them. First of all, don't let the world redefine you. Stop letting the world redefine you and rename you. Know who you are and don't bend from that in the name of Jesus. He changed his name to Shadrach, but his name was Hananiah. That's who he is, Hananiah. The world called him Shadrach, but his name means Hananiah. Hananiah means God has favored. It means who God has favored. That's why the fire had no power on his life. Because he's favored by God. So no matter what situation you put him in, he's going to come out favored. He's going to come out victorious. Because somebody say, that's who I am. That's just... Hananiah didn't have to pray in the furnace. It wasn't about what he did. It's about who he is. I'm favored by God. That's why. I'm going to upset everybody that's watching for my demise. I'm going to upset them because they don't know who I am. Y'all calling me Shadrach, but my name is Hananiah. Y'all calling me, what's up, homie, but my name is, you don't understand. You don't know who I am, but that's why I'm going to upset them. Meshach, so Shadrach, Meshach, his name is Mishael. His original name is Mishael. That name means (laughs) who is what God is. Did y'all hear what I just said? So his name means who is what God is. Not who is who God is. He's not God, but he is what God is. God is a spirit. So you're made out of the same stuff God is made out of. Ooh, the same stuff that's in God is in you. If joy and peace and righteousness is in God, you are with the... Y'all missing what I'm saying? You got the same thing in you that God has in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I'm just like my father. Say it again, I'm just like my father, who is what God is. God is power. You have power. You got favor. You got grace. You got authority because your father is the same. Abednego, his name is Azariah. That means Jehovah has helped. Oh, my gosh. These names preach itself. Jehovah has helped. So now I see why he didn't die in a fire. Because any situation he gets in, Jehovah. Does anybody need Jehovah to help you this morning? Does anybody need, the Bible says, look unto the hills from which cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord who made help. Tell your neighbor, I have help. Say it again, I have help. Don't go to the next scripture yet, but let me set it up. 
Ooh, it's one o'clock. I got to go. I tried to be out by one today. I'm sorry, y'all. I asked my wife, could I make it? She was like, boy, just preach and be quiet. She didn't say that. She's very sweet, guys. The next story I wanted to set up was Paul being shipwrecked. So I feel like the sermon is already over. Because I know the ship was wrecked, but Bishop just wrecked that as well. So. <laughs> I don't know what much more, what much more can be said. He said, men, I believe, as a slave, he said, I believe there's trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. I want to bring out two words right here, and I always preach it, but more to. More to. King James Version says he believed the captain and the owner more than Paul, which insinuates he believed both. He listened more to the captain and the owner than Paul. So he listened to both. We give ourselves ultimate credit because we heard the word and we listened. I listened to that word today. I receive it. I listen. But that's not the only thing you hear. You got friends. You got culture. You got thoughts. You got family. You got your homies. It's not about whether you listen to the word. What do you listen more to? I don't want everybody just celebrating yourselves because you heard the word. I got a word. It's not enough. Because we can be hearers and not doers. It's not enough to receive the word. Mm -mm. It's not enough to listen. Who do you listen more? So when that storm comes, are you listening more to what you heard on Sunday? Or more to the advice of the people who you complain to. Because that determines the condition of your journey. Paul is not saying, I don't need to be a slave on this ship. I'm a man of God. Get me out of here now. I saw Jesus and he knocked me off a horse. I'm not a slave. Get me off of this thing. He didn't say that. He said, look, I know I'm a slave and I know I'm going with y'all. But look. Let's go another way. Because we're all going to die. And because he was a slave, I believe, they didn't, he listened more to, watch this, the captain and the owner. It's always more voices against wisdom. Because she stands alone. Wisdom is alone. I don't need, good God Almighty, I don't need, I said no. You ain't got to hear it 70 times. I ain't got to yell it. We think God ain't serious because he ain't aggressive. I don't care if it's a still small voice. No means no. But there's always more voices. There's the captain and the owner speaking against wisdom. There's, 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 there's hip-hop and your friends speaking against holiness. What do you listen more to? <laughs> there's your school. Never mind. Y'all got it. 
there's co-workers and, fa and family and friends saying the opposite of what you know the word is saying to you. But you perform whatever you listen more to. So don't blame God because you listen to the word, but listen more to something else. You choose this bumpy journey and blame the words you heard. So I don't go to church, man. I went to church. I did that. Ain't nothing. Because you listen more to your cravings. The Lord and the lust has a voice in your life. Are you listening to the lust or the Lord? And what you feed more has a greater voice in your life. Never mind. I, I, I should have just stayed on the comeback and celebration, but... I don't like stuff like that. Man, we do that all the time in church and it makes me sick. God's going to, God's going to, God, you're going to come out. Blah, blah, and nobody come out. The pastor and the prophet and the bishop is not wrong. They're declaring the overall word over you. You're coming out. Thank you. Your job is to seek how. I gave you the overall final destination. Your job is to, in all thy ways, it's quiet over this side. Let me go a little further. Acknowledge him, and he will direct your journey. So I'm not just telling you, hey, you're going to upset your enemies. I'm telling you how, and it's quiet. Not that I don't need loud. I'm sorry. I'm just used to Pentecostal. They don't have to do that. But I kind of feel y'all soul like What do you listen more to? Coming to church ain't going to change your life. Listening to wisdom will. You ain't got to. Oh, God. You don't have to come to church to hear wisdom. They wasn't in church. The centurion and the owner wasn't even saved. They weren't even godly. But they got wisdom and refused it. So they went right into a typhoon, a tsunami, big old storm. So they going crazy, like, ah, ah, big old, all this wind, the, the boat is going crazy. I mean, Jesus, boats are designed to handle water on the outside. <laughs> your life and your heart, your spirit is a boat. You can handle getting hit on. You can handle being lied on. You can handle being betrayed. That stuff is on the boat. But don't let stuff get in your heart. I mean, in the boat. When the water from the outside gets on the inside, you start to sink. <laughs> Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, don't, don't let what's on the outside get on the inside of your spirit because then your life will begin to sink. That's supposed to be out there. Depress all that, that's out there. That's out there. I'm supposed to go through that. I'm supposed to go through that. I'm not supposed to let it in. They're in a the typhoon. They're in a the tsunami. Winds are beating. It's going crazy. So they come down with the keys. They come down to the slaves. Unhook their handcuffs. Unhook their ankle cuffs. Whatever it's called. Shackles. The shackles. So... Are we free? No. Help us get this cargo off. So everybody's, all the slaves like, throwing stuff off ship. 
Because storms help you realize what needs to go. Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna wake up this morning. You're gonna wake up this morning. Sometimes God allows trouble, problems, pain, and storms in your life to help you realize I got too much on board. I got things I don't need in my mind. I got people I don't need in my life. I got habits I don't need in my behavior. Something's gotta go. And if it had not been for the storm, I would have carried people that don't deserve to be carried. I would be holding on to stuff that I don't need. Get it out of here! Storms help you realize what needs to go. It helps you prioritize who needs to stay. Who needs to go? Some of us got so much stuff on our boat. And God is like, don't, that's too much, that's too much. And nothing is making us move it, so he allows a storm to come. Let something real serious hit your life. Let a sickness hit your life. How much sin would we be interested in if we were sick? So doctor says we got cancer. How many of us will think about sinning? I ain't thinking about sex. I ain't thinking about drugs. I ain't thinking about rock and roll. I'm thinking about Jesus, help me. Because storms help you realize the unnecessary. It helps you realize what's weighing you down, what you have in abundance that could be hindering your progression. So stop getting mad at the storm and start taking inventory. I should have let Bishop preach this morning. But because he brought that side, I'm just bringing this side. You feel what I'm saying? Same message, two different sides of the coin. Stop going through stuff frivolously for no reason. Don't just endure it. Oh, it's over. What did you do during it? Stop treating storms like Florida, Florida rain. Boy, it give you, I mean... Florida, it, it, it rains baby pigeons in Florida. I mean, big clumps of drops like, like that. I mean, drops coming down cradle like, ah, just on the roof of my car, just like this. I'm like, that raindrop got a face. I try to catch him so it won't hurt hitting the ground. That's not a rain, that's a being. It's an entity. Rain falls so hard here. But it only lasts a few minutes. Because there's a saying that says trouble. Don't last. Always. There's another scripture that says weeping. May endure for a night, but... Joy, what? In the morning, clap your hands and say, it ain't going to last. It ain't going to last. Clap your hands and say, it ain't going to last. Okay. That's the encouraging side. In my closing, this is my first one. I got three. In my closing, that's the encouragement side. Trouble don't last always. But the lesson side is, in the storm, 
even though it ain't going to last, even though you know you're going to endure it, take inventory in it. This storm is helping me organize. It rained so hard the other day, I think me and my wife just started cleaning the house. It's like, we can't go out. We just, when the rain cleared, we didn't want to go out because we had a clean house. What are you doing in the storm? You know you're going to endure it. That's not the key now. That's not the issue. You know you're going to make it. What are you doing in it? What do you do during enduring? Did y'all get that or is that? My man, I love you, twin. You already know. What do you do during enduring? Do you just wait till it's over and then you go back to your lifestyle? Nothing changes. And God is like, do it again. Well, let's wait. It ain't gonna last. It's cool. We are. Right, we good. It's over. Back to life. Back to real. Hit him again. Wait, wait, chill. It'll be over soon. You do nothing in no storm. Wonder why it's so frequent. Wonder why you can't keep a boyfriend, girlfriend, can't keep money, can't keep a sane mind, can't keep stress five minutes away from you. Because you make no adjustments in the storm. Use the storm as grace to restore order in your life. What needs to be fixed since I can't move now? I got a, a, a cast on. You broke your knee. Okay. Since you can't move, what can you do? What sense is it having the same mind in stormy weather? I didn't mean to stay on that that long. But it was crazy to me that even they loosened the shackles of the slaves to help us get rid of what we don't need. Because if I don't get rid of this, I may not survive the storm. If you don't change your diet, you may not be healed from diabetes. With the power of God in your life. Don't you think if the power of God can heal you, from diabetes. <laughs> Don't you think he can keep you from getting it in the first place? Yeah. Oh, power can heal you. Wisdom will keep it from you, period. The spirit of God can deliver you and free you, but wisdom will stop it from happening, period, if you listen more to her. So do you want to get delivered from it or do you want to skip it all together? I'm skip. I'm. People don't like church like this at all. I don't know why I preach like this, but I don't have no other way. I'm closing. It's my second one. Somebody say number two. Stay right there. Don't move. Don't move the scripture. So then, after long abstinence, the Bible says, Paul comes and stands before everybody. He's not the captain. He's not the owner. He's the least priority on this cargo, on this boat. You're a slave. He stands up and says, sir. And I'm being loud because the storm never stopped. You feel me, Caleb? So Paul didn't get up like, listen, you guys, God told me. No. Hey! You should have listened to me, but... I'm not going to do it, act it out for you guys as you are. 
Thank you. Thank you. I'm giving y'all a full show and y'all still like. I'm not even giving it to y'all. That's just me. I'm just animating. They know me. Bishop Gaines didn't know me. I'm family. They know me from when I was 12, 13. I was acting like this all these years. So this ain't a show for y'all. So I'm going to act it out. Hey! Y'all should have listened to me and not come this way. Instead, we're suffering harm and loss of shit, but the angel of the Lord stood by me tonight and he, and he told me don't worry be of good cheer we all gonna make it tell your neighbor don't worry be of good cheer we all gonna make it say don't worry be of good cheer we all gonna make it. High five, five people say we gonna make it. We gonna make it. We gonna make it. We. Y'all got the wrong neighbor. Say we gonna make it. We gonna walk around a little bit. Walk around. We gonna make it. Ah! Ah! It may not look like it. May not seem like it. But we gonna make it. C sharp, I'm sorry. That's too high for me. Did y'all tell him we gonna make it? Y'all got the wrong praise partner. Y'all, y'all praise ended too early. High five somebody else and say, we gonna make it. No matter what it looks like. No matter what it feels like. No matter what it seems like. Trouble on every side. But I'm gonna make it. Cast down. Not destroy. <laughs> he said, we all going to make it. He said, for the Lord has given you all those that sail with thee. Read it, Acts 27. God said, I'm going to save everybody and all those that sail with you. God says, I'm saving everybody connected to you. God said, I'm delivering everybody connected to you. Tell your neighbor, stay on my good side. Because when God brings me out, I'm going to bring you with me. When God makes a way, I'm going to make a way for you. When God blesses me, I'm going to bless you too. Stay on my good side. Because when he does it for me, he's going to do it for us. Say yeah.
I don't have to be in charge to be the reason why you make it. He said, be of good cheer. God always asks you to change your posture before he changes your problem. Storm is still raging, but he says, be of good cheer. Well, it's easy to be happy if you stop the problem, Jesus. God says, I don't have to stop the problem. All I do is give you a word. All I do is give you my presence. If I'm there, if I'm there, you know you're going to make it. For the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Tell your neighbor, I ain't never scared. The Lord is with me. He said, it's my second and a half closing. I'm giving you the ship and all that sail with thee. He said, fear not, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. Whew. Paul prayed about the storm. God never addresses the storm. God responds with his purpose. Stop the storm. You got to see Caesar. Knowing that I got something to do tells me I can't die here. I wish. Come back, conference. I need y'all. My church is asleep for some reason. I said, just knowing I got purpose, it lets me know I can't die now. Tell your neighbor, I got stuff to do. I would give up, but I got stuff to do. I would throw in the towel, but I got stuff to do. I would be sad and cry, but I, 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 tell your neighbor I got stuff to do. I can't die today. I got stuff to do. Your purpose alone is confirmation that you're going to make it. I don't have to speak to what you're going through. I speak to what you're going to. I don't have to speak to what you're going through. I speak to what you're going to. And that's confirmation that I can't die here. Tell your neighbor, say I can't die here. I need y'all to act like a preacher. Bishop got me in old school mood. Tell your neighbor, can't die here. Say, I got stuff to do, I got stuff to do, I got stuff, I got purpose, I got destiny, I got businesses, I got career, I got dreams, I got hopes, I got ambition, I got gifts, I got talents, yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.